Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring Drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of fail. What did we talk about? We talked about skinny tiger and fatty dragon, what, a couple weeks ago? And we're, I guess we're back on the Samo Hung train of really poorly written female characters. You think so? Well, okay, one fe- poorly written female character. Um, okay, okay, let me back up once once again. Let me say that uh, this is like that late 80s era. Sammo Hung was doing a whole series of movies that were just, didn't, you know, didn't really shine a good light in terms of how women were treated in the movies. <laughs> or portrayed, <laughs> or, maybe. Or portrayed, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's Sammo Hung specifically, but I've noticed it's just anytime Sammo was in the movie, it's like it always <laughs> just happened. So, mm. Well, he is the producer of this as well, so he probably has some sort of sway mm. into the production but who knows? With that being said, we're talking about She Shoots Straight, a 1990s Girls with Guns movie. Yeah. We haven't wow. covered one of these in a while. Yeah, right? holy crap. Years? Plural, maybe? Damn. Um, yeah, that, this, is a, this is a genre that I would love to have talked about more, but I guess we just haven't gotten around to it in a, Maybe in the following year, we'll we'll get to it more. But yeah, this is uh, She Shoots Straight, directed by Corey Yuen. Um, and yeah, this is a movie that you and I technically watched a long time ago, and we kind of passed on it. We yeah. we decided not to do a full episode on this. It we felt that although we did like the finale with all the action that happens much much later in the film. It didn't fit our format because there just wasn't enough fights. Mm. But we're on Haya. <laughs> we're on the Haya <laughs> streaming service. We have, as as we're getting close to the end of the year, we're trying to find content to fit into the remaining weeks because uh, just slight spoiler for our podcast, we might be shifting what we're doing in terms of content. So. Mm-hmm. basically what we have left to work with I'm just like all right let's just let's i know this is a good one i know i i did like the movie i do think it doesn't have quite enough action compared to our other conversations but we talked about iceman and there's no way i would ever fucking talk about that movie so here we are we're, we're, we're we have slim pickings at this point you, you, you can hear the desperation in both our voices <laughs> at this point yeah well, well we this is not a terrible movie by any stretch it's an entertaining film at least i i think but i will say i don't, I don't remember anything about this movie as, as watching it again in preparation for today's episode what felt like a new experience you mean <laughs> i you completely forgot about all the drama that happens oh, in the almost exact middle of the movie i can probably tell you that my first uh, response to the movie would have probably been probably been the same as my most recent one which is uh the sister character is insufferable 
Mm. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. I was thinking that as well. Mm-hmm. Sister character played by Karina Lau. Mm-hmm. So there is a family, a... I actually don't know how many sisters. I want to say like four There's or like five, five sisters. Yeah, Maybe yeah, five yeah. sisters and a mother. And Joyce Cadenzi, who is our main character, also the wife of Samuel Hung, she plays the titular character, uh, Inspector Mina. And she marries into this family full of women. And they all pretty much resent her and do not like her. <laughs> well, there's only really one sister who like really well she's also like the second protagonist i guess uh, another uh, main character that you you follow along um uh, you fail to mention that <laughs> uh joyce cadenzi married um tony leung kafai god damn i can't I, i'm definitely not gonna uh it, he he's the one he's the 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 only boy of the family and basically like every sibling in this family has has become a cop right and he's all but at the same time he's the only one who pass on who can possibly pass on the the family name so there's this really horribly dated scene where oh, yeah. <laughs> he is poking holes in condoms so he can impregnate his wife oof and yeah, like holy not, shit not a good look <laughs> That and is not charming. <laughs> and he needs to be the likable character. Like he yeah. really needs to be the likable character for story reasons. <laughs> she's like, she's like, no, we can't, uh, like, uh, we, we can't have a baby yet. I'm, I'm focused on my career, and he's like, oh, fuck your career. Fuck your I wanna, career. Uh, my family name needs a baby. <laughs> yeah, and then she shifts over, and oh, whatever. I mean, then, then, then more story happens. But on topic of story. There's very little of it in this movie. It's a very simple story. Yeah. It is the butting of heads of Joyce Cadenzi and Karina Lau because they all technically work together and Karina Lau has this resentment towards her also because I believe Joyce Cadenzi is technically her superior mm-hmm. after an operation that they're all involved in in the beginning of the movie where they where they thwart the kidnapping of a princess. So mm-hmm. Joyce Ganenzi gets promoted, and then that causes strife between kind of everybody in the family be- because they are now all going to go on another mission together, which is baffles me. That is like a huge conflict of interest. That should absolutely never They should happen. be in different departments. I know, like, I know. They shouldn't even work in the same precinct. Yeah, because Joyce Ganenzi <laughs> and her husband are... Are co um, co leading yeah. this sort of bust sting investigation with the sisters underneath them reporting to them as superiors, and it's just a whole big fucking can of worms that should just not happen. Yeah, although I will say the other sister characters they are relegated to very very much like low supporting characters. They're yeah. not really important at all. Um, and you know it really is essentially about Joyce, Karina, and um, the husband character uh, played by Tony Leung. I'm just gonna call him Tony. That's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you know Samo's in the movie, but he's also like every time I watch the film, I'm like, what are you even doing here? Like, he, there's really no point to his character. He's spying on his wife. <laughs> That's all he's doing. <laughs> he's like, wait, are you trying to film a sex scene? He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> 
Uh, for those of you who don't know, Samo and Joyce are actually married in real life. Um, yeah, still married to this day? Still, yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Samo is just in the movie, but he's, I think according to, uh, at least on DB, he's top build. He's like not really in the movie much. Um, honestly, he didn't really need to be in the film whatsoever. Um, yeah, and then Yoon Wa is the villain uh, of the film. He is a Vietnamese gun runner, I guess. Well, he just bought a whole bunch of guns. He buys a bunch of guns in the movie, and then afterwards he tries to do some sort of like uh, major heist, and that gets botched, and then it basically becomes a back-and-forth revenge store no, well, not, uh, yeah revenge kind of. then reverse revenge essentially. yeah and then more reverse revenge <laughs> reverse reverse uno <laughs> speaking yeah. of vietnamese so we we have been watching films on haya and we haven't really been updating on how we feel about the platform so much because it's generally been mm-hmm. a smooth experience to us complaining about maybe similar things sure in other yeah. movies so i just wanted to point out that whenever the language of vietnamese is spoken they don't subtitle it so you don't know what the fuck they're saying yeah it's very yeah. frustrating because yes it's not it's not one of it's not the main dialect being spoken but there are times when some characters are speaking to each other in vietnamese and nothing don't know what's being said you can kind of assume maybe but then there are times when Yes, something is being said to another character, and I don't know what the fuck they're yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, I wonder how important it is that, like, what details were missing, um, because yeah, like that. But it, like, there isn't too much Vietnamese that's being spoken, like, at all. But there are some scenes where characters will speak to one another. I'm like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> well, you can fix all that by watching this in the English dub, which I also watch too. And oh, yeah, yeah, and then everyone speaks English. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> They wrote around that, but anywho, um, there. Uh, in terms of the the movie, it's it's very simple. It's very straightforward. Um, it's a little light on the action. That's not true. It, there's actually a lot of action in the movie, but in terms of martial arts action, it really isn't a lot of it. Like, but at least it ends on a high note, right? You know, it's weird. Yes, Madam is considered the first Girls with Guns movie. Mm-hmm. And that has more martial arts than girls actually using guns. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of funny that the genre went with that name after that movie. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. She Shoots Straight feels more in line with the Girls with Guns because I, I feel more often because of police officers. Sure they're willing to shoot firearms and, and mm. use guns in this movie, especially Joyce Cadenzi in the end. As a police officer, it makes sense that she went into the final battle with a gun mm-hmm. where um, where her sister-in-law goes in with, like, double machetes. <laughs> I was like, Yo, you have firearms. Don't you want the tactical advantage here? Yeah, but you know, this, that's why they call this the girls with machetes genre, Zero. <laughs> Um, I, and well, you know, like if it was everything, if it was just nonstop gunplay, then I don't think it would have the same level of engagement. This movie is, doesn't excel with the gunplay in my opinion, but it does. And it's, it's, you know, in terms of fighting, there's one major fight that we'll talk about later in the, uh, in the episode, but 
one thing that stood out in the movie for me was the stunt work. I was genuinely impressed by the stunt work, especially given that we give Joyce a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we give a lot of the actors a lot to do. Um, you know, um, and for, for the most part, like whenever Joyce is actually doing some, or her character is doing the stunts, uh, whenever it's not her doing a crazy drop, um, you can see her actually performing the stunts. Yeah, it, it's pretty nuts. I was like, wow. That's, way to go, Samo, for just putting your wife in danger. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, So there's one stunt, one of the major you know, trailer showcasing stunts where she rides after the bad guys in a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. They blow up, <laughs> obviously, they blow up yeah. some canisters that are explosive, and she drives through the flames. Mm-hmm. And... I remember seeing that the first time and I remember kind of laughing because when she goes through the flames, she's just, I I don't think she's covered in a fire retardant gel because I don't think that was invented at the time, but Mm -hmm. I think they probably soaked her up, you know, as, Mm -hmm. as some sort of protection. And I remember thinking, I was like, that's really random that she just looks soaking wet (laughs) going through it. But then rewatching it, I realized that, uh, the motorcycle that had fallen over is had knocked over, I think, like a fire hydrant and water uh, shooting up or something like that. So I remember thinking, like, oh, okay, that's why she's soaking wet. Okay, <laughs> that that's a nice little detail that I fucking missed the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great, it's a great stunt scene um, where you know, they, they, of course, there's a as she's chasing the villains, like a, a vehicle gets shot at and explodes right next to her, and she just drives past the flames very much like terminator 2 i had like i got those flashbacks from like when arnold is coming oh not arnold but um well this technically yeah, yeah, I guess predates arnold, yeah. terminator 2 yeah it is yeah it, it does yeah i am um and you know hong kong isn't wasn't very well known for dealing with pyrotechnics in the safest manner <laughs> uh go back to uh, listening to jude poyer talk about his time on um oh, what was that movie uh, a man called hero just, there we go. There you go. That masterpiece that you love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, like it's it's interesting, but at the same time, like you can tell, like you can actually see her, her character, like going as she's going through the flames. Her head is like ducked into the. Oh yeah, most into most the bike. definitely. Yeah, I'm then, curious if she really went through those flames or not. I I mean, I don't know. We're not gonna find out until we get more mm-hmm. detailed. You know, audio commentaries that may mm-hmm. be coming out soon. I'm not saying from us. I'm saying from other people. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Oh, I, I'm, I'm very curious. Um, but yeah, uh, I normally talk about the story more in detail, but there's really not much story. I will say, though, there is one particular scene in the movie that once we get to it, the movie just slows to a snail's crawl. It is so slow. And, you know, it's at the halfway mark. Yep. A character dies. And, <laughs> like, movie just... It's practically just filler. Like the, <laughs> I would heavily disagree with you on that. Really? Partially, partially. Because, mm. so, when you have action movies and you have action movie fans, when, when I look at some of these reviews, I try not to look at them, but sometimes, you know, as you're looking through stuff, you see them. You see, like, oh, I loved it, it was great, until... They started talking, or until <laughs> until somebody died and everybody was sad. That was so boring. It's like, oh, come on, man! You need drama. You need some drama. Uh, no, I, I agree with you, but it didn't need to be that long. 
It was very long. Yeah, yeah. it it does <laughs> so long. It does go a little long. I did like it. It's a little hard to talk about it because it's you know it's very spoiler. spoilery. I don't want to spoil yeah. it, but I will yeah. say. Um, so they set up this strife between Karina and Joyce Gadenzi, and the whole time I was like, man, Karina Lau, like she's a fucking bitch. Like she <laughs> yeah. is just unforgiving. She's so aggressive towards Joyce Gadenzi. I kept on thinking, like, man, like, I don't like, like, I really, really don't like her. I really don't like her. Yep. And then, miraculously, towards the end of the movie, I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, you have a change of heart with this character because of the the struggles that they go through. And ultimately, I was like, yeah, I hope you guys get the bad guy. I hope, you know, you get your justice for what happened between the two of you because, like, all the drama that happens afterwards and then all the really unnecessary like taunting and revenge that Yunwa does it's mm. like it's so over the top i was like oh man you gotta die now. like it's just <laughs> it's too over the top i can't it's, it's over we, the top and it's kind of funny it's, it is it really really is funny and it does it's kind of needed because it changes that that whole dramatic tone that happens halfway through the movie. Yeah, yeah. Karina Lau's character is so unlikable. And then she, you know, royally fucks up. And then after this, that said, uh, you know, sad moment in the movie, her she ceases to be a character, <laughs> I noticed. Well, she, she's along for the ride to yeah, well, team up it. with Joyce Cadenzi to get revenge. Because at that point... Yeah. They are no longer characters. They are vehicles yeah. for getting revenge and mm-hmm. enacting it on Yunwa, and then also Agnes Aurelio. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to point out Agnes because she's the she's the final boss, mm-hmm. and when you hear of Yunwa in a movie, you usually think, if you're familiar with martial arts films, that it's a great great fighter. You know, one of the mm-hmm. original seven little fortunes and in every movie i've seen him in i believe he's always had a fight scene so he he does in very this movie. surprising super short <laughs> that he doesn't have a full-fledged fight scene sure. and considering he's technically the main villain throughout basically the whole movie he doesn't end it right it's, yeah. it's kind of like a switcheroo um i'm thinking uh I'm thinking of other movies where he's been in. Uh, you know, he's he's pegged as the you know the main antagonist, but then it turns out that he doesn't really have too much. Like Super Cop, right? Uh, Police Story Three. Right, right, right. Well, that yeah. Police Story Three is interesting because that's more of a stunt, like being yeah, kind of stunt yeah. ending, as opposed to a final fight between it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even even then, it's you know he he's in the movie, but then he kind of gets taken out of the movie relatively <laughs> early um yeah but i think ultimately i mean you still get a lot of yunwaisms in there like he's he's a great acrobat and great stunt person he, he does some really there's one particular stunt that i really liked in the movie where he like actually it doesn't have much the, the rest of the fight isn't really worth talking about but there's one moment where he jumps out of a window mm. and lands on several awnings <clears throat> before crashing on the floor it's just crazy. It's like all in one take. It's like it, you can clearly see his face, and as he's tumbling around, falling to the ground, he still has the level of dexterity to shoot. <laughs> yep. 
he's like shooting back upwards towards the window. I'm like, damn, like he has like all this aerial awareness. I'm like, you know, the, the dude's crazy. Um, but yeah, like ultimately it turns into the, the, the final fight is between uh, um, Agnes and Joyce. And yeah, it, it's a, it's definitely something that like is, well, it's definitely the highlight of the film, but that's not to say that the rest of the movie isn't deprived of good action. I, I do think, I like the stuff the... that happens on the boat. Like, mm -hmm. surprisingly, I like the stuff that Karina Lau does a little more in terms of mm. fight choreography. I think that stuff is mm. a little more mm -hmm. complicated. Sure. Probably because they were saving the more intense choreography for Joyce for the finale. Yeah. I, I'm yeah, just yeah. guessing that's probably what happened. So they didn't want to give her too much on the boat. And at the end, when she fights Agnes, that is fucking two women beating the shit out of each other <laughs> i think a lot, a lot of people say that's probably one of the best girl on girl fights i would mm. i would say because of the very very brutal hits that they give each other and agnes's stunt person receives yeah it it does i think it does hold that title a little bit yeah for sure for best one of the, one of the best girl on girl um hmm, i never really ranked these before i mean in terms of girl on girl like i don't oh wait no we're talking about fight scenes um no <laughs> <laughs> uh no the, I, I do like the fight a lot um and it, it kind of steals the show um and yes the movie is kind of backloaded in terms of like the best action in the movie but like throughout the movie early in the film it's it's sprinkled with good action throughout so like you're never disengaged with the exception of maybe that that one particular moment that just goes on a little too long but like it's an easy watch in my opinion oh it, yeah, it's just so, yeah. Sitting, it's so sitting through this was was great mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. in terms of the earlier action it is more gunplay uh Corian is pretty competent when it comes to martial arts direction but yeah. i'm not the craziest when it comes to his gunplay stuff like i can't really yeah. even recall like a good gunplay moment that he's done so mm. here it's serviceable i would say best. uh mm, i i'd say it's just a, a subpar you know there's not there's nothing memorable about the gunplay i, I don't even care about the gunplay yeah. honestly like because a lot of times it, it's just like shot reverse shot like this person shooting and then you kind of see the reverse of that it's back and forth and there's nothing too memorable about that I, i'm more interested in the stunts like up to a certain point the movie is just very heavy on the the impressive stunt work um from the actual actors um and then yeah like towards the end of the movie it just becomes like a full-fledged martial arts movie so it's like oh yeah it, it takes a sudden shift but that's good and that's it, it keeps my engagement throughout the whole time and it helps that this movie is so simple, <laughs> so simple. There's nothing to it. Like it's, it's not a freaking uh, like what was the last movie we watched? Uh, actually, no. I feel like in the last couple of movies we've been watching, I'm like, I have trouble just explaining the synopsis itself. <laughs> and here's like, great, perfect, yeah. such a simple plot. Right. You got bad guys. <laughs> they do something bad. They want revenge on you. You want revenge on them. Like, yes. yes. Just please give me these like simple, simple stories. Sometimes yeah. I don't yeah. mind it. I know. <laughs> like when we talked about Bad City or like a yeah, man yeah, yeah. Hero oh my god, yeah, uh -huh. or, or like a Tower of Death. It's just like they're just going like all over the fucking place. Like, oh, stop it. Stop <laughs> yeah, it. remember when the villain like back in the eighties when villains could just be 
villains. There's no complexity to them at all. It's just they're bad guy. Go kill bad guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, I, I do want to talk about this more in detail. So um, I guess uh, this is where we would normally go into the uh, action and story breakdown with all the spoilers, all the spoilers. Um, so if you guys are interested in hearing all about that, uh, you can subscribe to us on Patreon and you'll get all the content, uh, including uh, what the quick jab episodes that we do once a week um, where we talk about movies that we didn't make that didn't make into a full fledged episodes. This movie was right on the cusp of being one of those, but I'm glad we can finally talk about this in greater detail. So if you're interested interest in that, consider subscribing. Um, anything else you want to add, Zero? Now, let's get into it. All right, let's talk about She Shoots Straight. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. And now on to our final thoughts. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's She Shoots Straight. Um... Yeah, easy easy movie to sit through. Easy movie to talk about. I don't I don't really have much else to say about that. Um, uh, it's is a. Uh, I'd still say that um, you know there there would have been a a better chance that this would have made it into a quick jab if it weren't for the fact that we were doing Haya specifically. <laughs> but I do like this movie. I do think it was very entertaining. Um, I, I like the final fight a lot. There's a lot of little good things that go on in the movie throughout. Um, but yeah, I don't know. At the same time, I'm kind of happy that we talked about it in more detail. Right? Yeah, and, it's... Uh, well, the, the problem, too, is like a lot of the good stuff that happens in the movie, at least for me anyway, it's in that spoiler territory because like yeah. because of the drama and whatnot. And I don't want to spoil that for anybody who hasn't seen it. So, like, yeah. It's a little difficult to talk about it without getting mm-hmm. into that stuff, so that's why we kind of had to put that in the yeah. Patreon section, obviously. But uh, as you said, everything you said—it's just—it's so easy to sit through these ninety-minute movies. Like, ah, I miss them. I miss ninety-minute <laughs> movies after sitting through like fucking three-hour Oppenheimer. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> like, oh god, just give me something simple and to yeah, the, the point. fights in that movie aren't as good. No, not as good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, but this movie is very straightforward, uh, and I, I do, I do miss movies like this every once in a while. So yeah, we just had, we just had to cover more '80s movies. <laughs> well, that's or, the, oh the, god. Well, that's the problem. They're like the we we're on Haya, and mm. it feels like the the '80s stuff, at least from what I can see, a very quick glance. Like I, I feel like doesn't fit our format. Well, I mean, we're we're past that point really now, mm. but. Um, yeah. I mean, because we did, you know, Skinny Tiger, Fatty Dragon, and then now well, we're doing this, and it, it feels like there's not that many 80s stuff that we generally like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'd say that what Haya offers in terms of old school 70s, well, maybe not 70s, well, they're just talking about 80s, right? 80s, and this, I'll count this as 80s too, because this is probably filmed in the 80s. Uh, you know, like that that stuff is kind of hard, like harder to find on Haya. They don't have as much. Like they have eighties films, but like martial arts eighties films, it feels like I can probably count them with just one hand. So there's not not that much that we can really choose from, which is unfortunate because um, there's a whole breed of us out there who are just like love the eighties uh, Hong Kong action scene and uh, or martial arts action scene. 
and you know that's you know we we come to Hayao we kind of like expect some of that too like it's not just the modern films yeah. right well I think the issue is that because a lot of people tend to like the Hong Kong stuff 80s and 90s uh, they're just it's just getting probably picked up for distribution on media mm-hmm. you know DVD yeah. Blu-ray so they don't want to yeah, give yeah. it to a streaming service they want to print Blu-rays or special features and audio commentary and, and all that stuff probably yeah. probably makes them more so because those are more popular now i guess maybe they're just not going to go to streaming services oh i don't know i don't know that you know this this alone will not be a sufficient high uh <laughs> review but i will say that that does feel like a uh you know, it, it's like a one another negative i would point out in, in terms of high uh but Back to She Shoots Straight, I'd say, yeah, easy recommend. It's If you are going to watch it, anything on Haya and it's on, on the older variety, I'd say go check it out. Very easy to sit through. You could probably just uh, go to the bathroom when and come back and when they go, uh, they do the, the drama scene because it goes on a little too long. I don't know. <laughs> for, for me, it's fine. I, I thought it was appropriate, but if you listen to the Patreon section, there's a moment where I say, like, okay, yeah, that's where it should have cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Check it out. I don't I don't have anything else, else to say. You? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's easily, very easily a recommend, because story-wise, mm-hmm. like, I, at first you hate this girl, uh, played by Karina Lau, and then, because of story reasons, you, know, you kind of mm-hmm. warm up there because, yeah, you want, you want her to get revenge in the end. And like yeah. when she teams up with Josuke Denzi, I was like, "Cool, kill that guy, kill Yunwa. I hope you guys fucking get him in the end." So, and yes. then the the earlier stuff with the fights—it's not really that many. It, it's it's the end where I I like the choreography better. And then when it's Joyce Cadenzi and it's Agnes Aurelio when they fight, fucking brutal hits, lots and oh, lots yeah. of brutal hits. Didn't mention it because we really highlighted it in the Patreon section, but yeah, so many great kicks to female anatomy that <laughs> if you were a woman watching this, you would probably feel that pain as well. So I don't know, Will. Do you do you think this is aptly named that that final fight? Do you think it's aptly named like one of the best female girl on girl fights? Mm, maybe in recent memory. Yeah, actually, no. I I. I again i haven't thought too deeply about it but yeah i definitely think it's 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 worth uh putting on a list i don't know what about you yeah yeah i <laughs> the problem is like Number one. i can't think of any other girl and girl fight oh besides, maybe, maybe that's what it is then besides crouching tiger like you know, that <laughs> one just it's always on the top of list. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, hey, here, here's Yeah, but did, did two, kick right? each other in the boobs in that movie? No. <laughs> that's what it was missing. Yeah, that's what Crouching well, that Tiger was a, missing. Uh, zero out of ten. Michelle Yeoh and Zhang Ziyi <laughs> do not kick each other in the vag and the boobs. Why did that win Oscars? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that movie. God. 